I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Timis. And you're listening to The Monster Cast. Episode 33 with special guest Daniel Roebuck. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the MonsterCast, the podcast where we watch and talk about the monsters. And if you saw the video, you could see our facial expressions for how loud that intro was to us. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, uh, real quick, dirty work before we dive on into everything here, because we have a special treat for you, which Tivis will tell you about in just a second, which we already spoiled anyways. Um you can find the MonsterCast on all social media platforms via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all via the MonsterCast. And you can find us to watch our pretty ugly faces via the MonsterCast YouTube channel. and uh, Which you- is uh, something you may want to do this time because there's a lot of visual gags going on. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, who do we have coming in today to this? Who do we sit oh, down with? Daniel Roebuck, <laughs> the new grandpa. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Roebuck uh, decided uh, or graced us with his presence this week and uh, did a little interview for us. So you guys will end up hearing that um, right after we get done talking here. Um, We do want to let you know there was a lot of technical difficulties this week uh, on my part. So uh, bear with us with any issues there were with me dropping out or my audio. Uh, Just a heads up. I was on another location again this past week. So um yeah uh, he mike had to put his editing skills to the task this week all right well without further ado guys here is us and mr grandpa daniel roebuck sam dracula we're joined by daniel roebuck this is a shock to <laughs> us <laughs> well you didn't think you'd get someone as professionally important as myself on your program no <laughs> oh <laughs> So we, we have Never. to do a better job here of checking this stuff out. I'm honored to be here and honored Uh-oh. to be sitting with the two of you because you love what I love. And anybody who loves what we love should hang out all the time together. Because why Why do you want to hang out with people who don't love what you love? You're like, I love the Munsters. And, and you know, they're like, I like Bonanza. That's good, I guess. I mean, Bonanza. It. I'm making it. I just pulled the thing that was so the opposite of the monster. But I like bananas too. So forget the joke. Forget the joke. Forget the joke. The simile didn't work out. Here we are. But so, how did you like first develop your? Because when I would talk to Jeff, he referred to you as the monsters <laughs> historian on set. Uh, so I'm curious, where did you first develop? You know, your fondness for well, the I have family? A, we're talking about kids. I have a brother who's uh, uh, I don't know, like. 19 months older than me, you know, it's Polish twins. I don't even know how my parents looked at him and thought, let's have another one of these. But uh, uh, I did the same thing. My kids are 24 months apart. I don't know how the heck that works out. But John and I were, when he wasn't beating me up, we were watching TV. Uh, that was, you know, we there was always that, you know, it was like, you know, and uh, intermission. And then we stopped 
he'd stop hitting me and then we'd watch something. We love the Munsters, you know, you, you go that way and I'll go that way. And then like, we were just, Oh, that was a uh, real good friend. Uh, you know, I did work. So. Um, anyway, loved it, loved it, loved it. And, and very early on developed a really interesting uh, fascination with the universal monsters uh welcome back mike we we, we <laughs> while you were gone we were all telling secrets about ourselves uh divis amazing you killed that guy in college i get it you have enjoyed it mike you have a secret you'd like oh, to yeah. share with the rest of us you know, i have many of secrets i don't like to share with anybody <laughs> well that's that's probably how we keep them a secret um <laughs> Anyway, while while you were somewhere else, we were talking about. Uh, oh, I can I, hear uh, you guys. I just couldn't say anything. <laughs> oh, Jeez, sounds like it, it wouldn't be our show <laughs> if there wasn't funny. problems. Um, well, regardless, uh, I've loved the monsters for forever. I was saying how, at some point, because I watched those horror movies. We had Doctor Shock in Philadelphia, and I'd watch Universal horror movies. And there was a moment, uh, like, and you can't say, I remember exactly, you know, you'd be lying. But mm. there was a moment when it started becoming obvious that, wait, that guy's Frankenstein's monster. Now he's Dr. Neiman. That guy's Dracula. Wait, now he's Igor. Now he's Frankenstein. Like, you you know, I was you realizing they were actors, right, in makeup, which obviously, if you love mm. the monsters, or Abbott and Costello and Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein, like the next, you know, the progression of oh, yeah. your interest would would go to um would absolutely positively go to Munster. It would lead you right there. And and you know, there's always this talk, the Munsters versus Adams family. Well, you know, mm. they're, they're both great shows. And they were both filled with, I mean, really great actors, but the Munsters was the most like what I also loved. So that's what drew me to there, even if I didn't know. And I think the Adams family, um, because the Munsters was like a family like yours, the Adams family was not like a family like yours. Yeah. Uh, people were drawn mm-hmm. to the Munsters. You know, we, that I, I mean, I, I've been writing a book for actors called The Auditionist, The Job, and Other Truths that I've learned in the land of make believe. And the, the fact is, everybody of my age wanted. Andy Griffith to be their dad, but we all got stuck with Herman Munster as our dad, you know. <laughs> but her dad was sometimes childish, sometimes dead on, sometimes played like a child more than you did. Uh, and we never had, now, Opie, you killed that birdie. You're going to have to take care of those favorite birdies. You know, we didn't have that. No, we had, yeah. I want it, 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 I want it. That was our dad's. <laughs> That's pot. That's awesome. Yep. And by the way, you said uh, I was yeah, a monster destroyer. Yeah. Yes, that's gracious of Jeff to say that. Truly, yeah. Mr. Zombie is the monster historian. Mr. Zombie, I, you know, you know, if there was a moment where mm-hmm. I say, did that, and he'd say, yes, episode nineteen, about twenty-two minutes and fourteen seconds in, <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. It's always awesome because. Um, like, of course, it's no secret to the people of the podcast and everything, but Tivis was not very quaint with uh, Zombie, Rob Zombie. Um, I've been a big fan of his work. So I can't say. I, uh, yeah. And his music. I followed him ever since he was in White Zombie, pretty much. And I um, music. that's I love, interesting. Yeah. But you didn't like the aesthetic of the movies. Which I, I find his movies to be 
visually opera. I, I'm just not a, a horror uh, entrepreneur. Uh, Understood. I don't consume a well, lot. It's of not for, the by, by the way, not for everybody. No, yeah. I, I'm very proud of the work we did, like in Halloween too. But my mother would say, "Oh, we're going to mm-hmm. go see it." I said, "No, don't go see it. Don't <laughs> go see it." At some point, I'll get the scenes. I'll send them to you. But please, you're my mother. Please don't go see Halloween. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, look. There's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, I don't really watch rom-coms. I mean, honestly, mm. but the difference is, and, and Tivis, uh, I, I'm assuming there's breadcrumbs of your disdain throughout the internet. Uh, the, 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 uh, I, I turned around pretty, right, but, but, pretty quick. If I could uh, just finish the, but... the thought. What, what I'm saying is, oh, sorry. I don't watch rom-coms, but I also, when someone's promoting a rom-com, I don't go crap on their post about rom-coms hmm. constantly like like we've been getting the the uh this this i don't know how to say it the anger directed at rob zombie the literally the anger directed at the best guy in the world directing the movie this would be yeah. like being mad that steven spielberg was going to direct indiana jones 6 like wh- why hmm. would you be mad you know but there's people who are detractors of Steven Spielberg. And to them, I would say, what have you done in your life that's as good as Jaws? Or more so, Schindler's List. Like, it's easy to sit there and be like, well, Steven Spielberg, he always goes for the man. But <laughs> make it. Create it. Do it. Be Steven Spielberg. Be the mm-hmm. guy who's got all that stuff come at him, but he can still make Schindler's List like while yeah. he's editing Jurassic Park. I couldn't do that. Why would someone think they could? Do I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, I've, I've been saying from the start, though, you got to give stuff a chance. Mm. How do you know if you like it or not? If you like, don't we're a reactionary a world now, aren't we? It's everything is everything is reactionary, 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 reactionary. The whole system was set up uh, to to like have checks and balances and. And the pendulum switch, nobody ever remembers that because they're reacting immediately as opposed to thinking, well, what does this really mean about anything? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Rob Zombie, he's going to ruin it. They're going to be hillbillies. Why? Why would <laughs> Why would the guy make them hillbillies? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've been hearing that too, and I don't understand where it comes but from. I think it just comes from... Lack of understanding of a the gifts that Rob has, which are extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, uh, I think it's a lack of understanding about you know uh, a studio owns a thing, and this thing they own has value, and they don't just let someone ruin the value of the thing. Right? There's checks and balances in that system too. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes a movie will come out like, let's say, I use Poseidon as an as an example. Poseidon Adventure was about um, people overcoming uh, a disaster, and the movie Poseidon, which is visually stunning, was about people doing anything that they could to survive a disaster. First movie was about them helping each other to move the you know the escape, and the second movie was about helping yourself, except. Everybody else was just out. So through the studio system, 
somehow the thing got turned around and it mm. wasn't the same story as the other one, although it was a visually interesting movie. Uh, the Munsters is uh, an ongoing product for Universal Studios. They don't just let anybody make the Munsters and they don't let people who have the Munsters change it drastically except for, let's take a moment to talk about Brian Singer. And here's a top notch studio director, top notch mm. producers, could have cast as you could have assembled anywhere, but they were so swayed by Brian Singer's misunderstanding of what the Munsters meant, which was they're a great family who just looks different. You know, he made them a horrible family who looks the same. Yeah. Uh, and I could see the pitch and I could see them at, you know, this is going to be the new, you know, they thought it was the the new Desperate Housewife. But, you know, it didn't. It was like bending it to modern culture, which is not something that Rob Zombie would ever do. And that's the, the 2012 like pilot. So, right. 13, yeah. 13 Mockingbird yeah. Lane. Yeah. Uh, oddly, I was on the set of that. Isn't that yeah. weird? I've, and I was on the <laughs> set of Here Come the Monsters. I was literally in Grandpa's lab, which was built on um, the Phantom of the Opera stage, which doesn't exist anymore at Universal. And I was shooting weeds across the across the road at Universal. Mm. And uh, I always would, you know, anytime I was at Universal, I walked by the Phantom of the Opera stage and I walked up to the door and I'd see if it was open. Remember in uh, It's a Wonderful Life where he goes over to the thing and he goes, I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog! Like the thing <laughs> would light up. And that's because the thing wouldn't always light up. So yeah, yeah. this thing was if it lit up. So that was me. Whenever I was at Universal Studios, I'd go to the Phantom stage. i put my head on the door. If it turned so I could, well, actually it was a press down so I could pull it. If it was like that, I was like, hot dog! And then I'd go in and I'd snoop around. And now it's- oh, that's awesome. Uh, but I, 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 I digress. I apologize. Oh, no. You're fine. No, no. This is, not, this is what we were, uh, were hoping for. <laughs> no, uh, speaking of uh, being uh, oh, for other monster, yes, uh, monster products. The end of that story uh, was oh. the set of the lab was built on that soundstage. That's what I was talking about. That. So Grandpa's lab hmm. was, was actually built on the soundstage of, of the Phantoms. Oh. Because it was a soundstage. So one end had the fan of the opera uh, ornate stage, and the other end was just a soundstage. Mm-hmm. That's why I told it. We're saying. Well, we'll have to keep it close because we're going to end up watching that again. It, I saw it when it aired originally, and I was so a while ago. I so think it's, it's difficult of... to find. <laughs> For which one? A lot yeah. of this stuff is yeah. becoming difficult. We're actually yeah. working our way through the- all of the Monsters content at the moment. We're still on season two of the original mm-hmm. series. Oh, oh you yeah, do. Oh, half, I see you watch an episode and then you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that's, for, that's good. For, that's the, good. for this original series right now, <laughs> we're doing two episodes per podcast episode. Oh, I got you. And then we'll dive into the movies. And then yeah. um, we're eventually going to get into the Monsters today. Uh, from the eighties, and uh, I was actually curious. What yep. did you ever watch that series? Or yeah, I yeah. even auditioned for it to play. Oh, nice, some character. It'd be hard. I'm pretty good at remembering things. <laughs> I do not remember the character for that because that would have been 36 years ago. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I watched it. That was the Arthur Company. I had done another mm-hmm. show for them, another episode. That was right when I got into town, and the Arthur Company was kind of a lower. 
budget company, you know, remaking shows mm. that Universal had the, you know, the IP, the IP for. Again, you the, the monsters today, John yeah. Chuck, uh, unassailable. Lee Merriweather, unassailable. Um, uh, the Howard Morton, who played Grandpa, terrific. Jason Marsden, who was Eddie, is a, a long time mine. Here's a mm-hmm. let me. Uh, can I go into a funny Jason Marsden story? It's yeah. a little silly. You guys probably don't know what Captain are, but they were toys that we had. We would get like in the late sixties, get Action Boy, and then you could buy a Robin costume and you'd put it on Action Boy. And uh, when they were making this TV movie about the making of Batman, Jason played Burt Ward in the TV movie. And I went to visit him over at the Raleigh Studio set where they built the Batcave. It was unbelievable. I just found a picture of the Batcave the other day. Actually, he's standing on the set. And uh, I was sitting up in Jason's, Jason's dressing room, and the Robin costume was hanging in the closet. And we're bull, bullying, you know, <laughs> just yapping, yapping, yapping. And I, and I go, Jason, you remember those dolls we had when we were kids? And he goes, Yeah. And I go, I'll give you five hundred dollars if you let me put that Robin outfit on you. <laughs> Not really, but I mean, that's really what I said because it was all there: the all the accessories, the shoes, and the belt, and the cape. Like you would have just been like dressing my action boy doll. Anyway, Jason, great actor, by the way. <laughs> Busy voiceover actor, great guy. Mm, good yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, like yeah. every iteration of the monsters uh, has featured like the best person. I actually auditioned for the monsters Christmas. Uh, mm. I auditioned to be mm. Herman. Um, and, you know, grateful, grateful. That didn't work out. Um, but, you know, the, you know, the, I was on the set. There's going to be great surprises by the time you air this on Monday. Mm-hmm. I have unearthed. I was actually on the set of Here Come the Monsters. And I've, I have shared a picture of me and, and Herman in makeup. But uh, I found I, I was literally there. It must have been the last night they were shooting because I have I have a photo of them taking the cast photo. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. Looking wow. to see if there's one handy here. I don't, I have a lot of photographs here. There's so many things. You just never know what you're going to find. Oh, hi. How oh, nice. Oh. Um, here's oh, that's a, awesome. I mean, this is just handy. There's a picture of the, when we were, that's the uh, monsters here. Um, but um, I'm digressing again. You have to keep me on track, boys. Oh, no, you're fine. I can't, As- I'm, I have mental problems. You know, you got to <laughs> ask me questions or I'll just, Give you a couple of answers. And you were saying something. It's funny. Well, I was going to ask you about you auditioning for Herman, and I was curious. You know, have you uh, tried to bring back the the monsters between uh, you know that that movie and uh, I mean, I, I dream of it. Uh, yeah, I, let's say I dream of it because I do uh, write and produce and create my own content. It was only ever uh, a pipe dream, honestly. It it really needed someone like Rob Zombie to get the thing kickstarted. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I understand there was maybe something else in the pipeline from somebody else. And uh, the Wayne's brothers, yeah, the Wayne's the Wayne's brothers, right. and then uh, another guy wanted to make something, and then you know, yeah. I mean, Rob Zombie is probably the savior of the monsters because um, you know. The way his brothers are funny. The other guy, I can't remember who he was. He's funny. They're all funny. Yeah. But 
know, being funny doesn't, doesn't make a monster. The the second that I heard that Rob Zombie was making a monsters film, I was like 100% down for it because I've seen his passion and like paying homage to the monsters throughout his entire career, basically in a lot of his art. So I was like, yes, give me this, please. <laughs> that's, I was that's ready good. for it. Yeah. I mean, again, who else, who else, who right. else should it be him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, no. I gotta ask as a fellow fan, <laughs> what is <laughs> What is a do you what is your favorite well, episode I mean, of the monsters? The, you like? know, what is my favorite episode? Hold on, what is, oh it's too oh, my favorite episode. All right, Zombo. here we go. Who doesn't like Zombo? <laughs> I just got I'm gonna get it. You know, it's hard <laughs> to find Zombo stuff, but look, that's like a tiki bug. Oh, that's nice. I don't know. I don't you you that's didn't awesome. have Giving yourself a concussion. I don't. I'd like to <laughs> yeah, talk to the engineer who designed what what could be, you know, if it were a Matlock episode, the murder weapon. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how you drink that and and remain conscious. Yeah. But uh, I love I love Zombo. Why is Zombo great? Why not? Because it's the it's the show where they show the world. Imagine in 1965. You're watching the Zombo episode and they're saying, look, this is all fake. Everything you're watching is fake. And that's what they're telling the audience is makeup. And it's, you know, the, the powder and the, the mm. dust and the, making the cobwebs and it's a set and Zombo's house is crappy uh, or crummy. That's what Eddie says. It's crummy. Um, I just think it's a great episode. Louis Nye is great in it. Um, I was so happy that Zombo came to do our movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I was even more shocked when it came out that it was it's the same same actor, right? Bombo. I don't know what you mean. Oh, <laughs> that's <I don't>. fair. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstood. Zombo, 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 Zombo. He's Zombo. He's not crummy. He's a real monster guy. Yeah, Zombo. He's real. <gasps> I know you're trying to get me to, I'm telling you, I was on the set one day, I, Zombo comes on the set, and I was like, hey, God, Zombo is here, and it was Zombo. He said his name was Zombo. It's just Zombo to this. I, I guess I got you. How great is it that Uncle Gilbert's in the Munsters? Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Yes. I'm a big um, uh, fan of every you know, underwater creature. Interrational so, creature. Yeah. yeah. You see? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. I need to get one That's of those, awesome. but my wife would kick me out instantly. <laughs> it, it does take up a yeah. lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> so that exists to, to deviate. That exists because three guys are nuts. John Fasano, God bless him, he passed away. Nick Gilbert, who is the Arizona government, the number one preacher authority in the world, and your your friend Danny Robux. But if only we had a life-size creature. So Mark nice. Alfrey commissioned him to make that. He was talking about wanting to make it. So at him all, like Gilbert has a files and files and files of the most intricate details of the creature costume. 
So that's why the thing is perfect. It's Ben Chapman's height, the land creature's height, uh, perfectly, exactly. It's, I mean, it's as close as anybody's ever going to get to the creature of the Black Lagoon. And it's nice. here. And they're around. Yeah. Find, yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, the inclusion of like Gilbert and all that, like, they're, they're, Rob is pulling from so many. Like, characters that we maybe we've only seen like once or even just a couple minutes of and that's what turned me around is i'm whoa okay we're going deep cuts here yeah i mean when when lester's there and uncle gilbert Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. and you know they 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 weren't throwaway characters i would be wrong to say but they were not you know there was there was an episode written about uncle gilbert at the end uh lester again comes comes in at the end it's the joke at the end mm-hmm. um and uh you know rob has this is this is what i'm telling you i don't think anybody else would have got even that stuff right you know yeah no i i'm so excited the makeup <laughs> on lester it. looks almost identical <laughs> to the show from what i saw yeah yeah i, it's, I mean it's, I, look the makeup artist wayne Koth, who hmm. designed all this stuff and our our hungarian uh makeup team has worked tirelessly and continues to work tirelessly. Uh, they they are spectacular. A combination to be reckoned with, um, just spectacular. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. And Tomas Boykin plays uh, Lester, uh, and he's mm-hmm. he's terrific in the movie. Um, you know, uh, like just seeing that one day we were on the set, and I was in my outfit and. Jeff was in his outfit and Sherry was in her outfit and Lester was his in out, his outfit and I'm taking pictures and I said, Rob, uh, one of the few times on the zombie, Rob, you realize this isn't what it was like to be on the set of House of Dracula. Like that would have been Glenn Strange, Lon Chaney, John Garrity, <laughs> all like made up. And you know, we have beautiful Sherry Moon, you know, mm. standing in for the <clears throat> the female in House of Dracula, who I should be shot for not knowing her name right off the bat, but it'll come to me the minute we're done talking. <laughs> I was almost at Elena Verdugo, but that's House of Frankenstein. Whatever the case, like imagine that there was a time when you would at, you'd be at the Universal Commissary and there'd be, you know, these guys in the makeup just sitting around talking, you know, about stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. Magical. Like this this experience for my own personal journey as, as an actor uh, and as a, a lover of this, this experience has been one of the most extraordinary things in my life. Like when I was a little boy, I was 11 when I was like, mom, 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 what? <laughs> I need a tuxedo. What? I need a tuxedo with the things that go down in the back. And I need a cape. What? I need a Dracula cape with the thing that goes up in the back. So my grandmother made me the cape and my mother went and I don't know where you find a tuxedo for an 11 year old, uh, possibly mentally handicapped young man. Uh, but, uh, you know, we put together and, you know, I was Dracula, you know, cause you could be, that's the one thing you figure out very early on. You're looking at famous monsters and you're like, I could be Frankenstein but I need the mask in the hands. I could be the wolf man. But I need the mask in the hands. I could be the creature on post masks, but I need the whole body suit. 
unless you go as Uncle Gilbert, then you need a trench coat. But Dracula, mm. it, all you needed, baby, was a tuxedo <laughs> and like red. So then one day they make a movie called The Munsters. And I'm the Count. Who's the Count? Sam Dracula. I'm Dracula in a Universal Studios movie. Mm. In a Universal Studios. So. I say, when I say that, I then say God is good because God is good. This all happened not because of my, you just look at me. I look like the smartest person in the world. What happened because I tried hard and I stuck to it and I followed the path and here I am. And so cool. when people say, why this idiot, this guy, he's how he'll never, he could never, he shouldn't, how dare he, you know, he's mm. Rob only casts his friends. Like all this weird stuff that people say on the internet, which, you know, is heartbreaking for, uh, you know, I don't know who else. I don't know who else you'd get to play these parts. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Who else would you get to? He's, yeah. He's perfect. Uh, Sherry. Uh, when, I mean, it, the, everyone will eat her hats. She's perfect. Uh, me. Uh, okay. So maybe the world doesn't know that. I used to dream of being Count Dracula or could never imagine being Grandpa Munster. But I think I play Jay Leno. I played Harry Marshall. I like I I'm in Star Wars as the crowd. Like why was it such a bad idea to cast us? Like yeah. who else would you who else would you have wanted in the movie? Uh yeah. I think a lot of yeah, people are too like closed minded when they think of actors. They're only thinking of like the mainstream ones that they see constantly in like Marvel movies or something like that. Unfortunately, when it yeah, comes maybe. to these big like There's, things. Yeah. Well, it's even when I um I scared Jeff a little. <laughs> I asked him, like, so how long did it take you to get the laugh down? And he got a little, he kind of gave me a look. I'm like, no, no, uh, I didn't mean it as, you know, how is your Fred impression? I'm just, you know, all these characters, I mean, the people who brought them to life originally, amazing people, can never forget them. But every person who's come after has brought their own, you know, uh, their own to the character, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all of your, you know, what you can bring to the characters, how you bring uh, them to life, you know, how you not only honor the original ones, but uh, like this make is like it sitting around and wanting, you know, wanting Kenneth Branagh to be first Hamlet, as good as the first Hamlet. That, by the way, who, who would know who he was? But Kenneth Branagh, what a great actor! Why can't he just do his Hamlet? So we're, we're the, you know, we could just talk about this forever. I don't mm -hmm. want to beat the thing, but. What people don't, even if I make a video about it, yeah. people still say something nasty on the mm. thread. Look, we're no one. We're not replacing anybody. When our movie comes out, no. the original show does not go poof, and disappear from the face of the earth. And, yeah. and we don't mm. need you don't need to say, well, you know, Daniel's not as as funny as Al. Al, you know, you had 60 years to watch Al. You had two hours to watch me. Maybe mm. in 60 years, you think, you know what? In retrospect, he was as good as, as Al or as funny as Al. Look, I have two things to say, which I, I haven't really said 
publicly. I've inferred them. I, I, I knew Al a bit and I knew Fred well, you know, wellish, wellish. We didn't talk on the phone all the time, but that's mm. just not how actors' lives are. But imagine that I spent two months with Fred, uh, two months where we did that disorganized crime movie, which people should see, like uh, in, in Hamilton, Montana, away from the world. It was the greatest experience. And then I, I knew Al tangentially through Kevin Burns, and we spent time together. But uh, Karen, Al's wife, said, here's exactly what Al would say. Doors now. Run with that's what Al would say, which is what I would yeah. say to the next guy playing, you know, Samson in the river's edge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you're the new version of it. So let, you know, be great. Um, and then Deb said, uh, who, uh, she reached out when she saw that I was cast. That's Deb Gwynn, Fred's wife. She said, um, this would make him so happy because he knew how much you love. Like That's if it's good yeah. enough for Al and it's good enough for Fred and I know that their widow speaking on their behalf, wouldn't we think that each of their widows knew them better than anybody? You know what I mean? And it, I, I mean it. it Fred, everyone talks. Fred would never talk about the monsters. Well, maybe he wouldn't talk about the monsters with the guy he meets on the street. But you're another actor and you're talking about these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You know, he talked about it. You know. So anyway, uh, that's that, awesome. That's that. Yeah, I, I'm, that's I'm all glad I have they, to say about that. Yeah, I'm glad that they reached out to you. That's really that's really nice of them because you know most most people don't do mm -hmm. that nowadays from the past. Yeah, well, Karen and I had been in touch. Uh, um, we had been in touch before that because you mm -hmm. know I, I wanted to check up on her uh, when I. There's a great you know on Facebook. There's a, a lot of sites. There's a Butch Patrick. Kind of sponsored monsters uh, fan page, which you guys might yeah. be on. Uh, and there's Al uh, Al Lewis Forever Grandpa, which uh, is a great website. Which you know, and and it, for your watchers, if they haven't read Karen's book, I Married a Monster, um, you should buy Karen Ingersoll's book. It's on probably on uh, Amazon. It's great. Yeah. It's all about her life with Al. It's an amazing book. <laughs> I I I. I you know, read it on the plane the first time we went to Budapest, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not playing Al Lewis. I'm playing Grandpa Munster. I right. was the first Grandpa Munster and I'm the fifth guy. To play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny, too, because yeah. I haven't seen so much backlash for any of the other Munster products in the past until this one. I'm like, yeah, guys, is it, is really? it because there was no yeah. Internet? I don't I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because yeah. there was no Internet. Well, 2012 um, for the last uh, iteration yeah. was, and they didn't really, yeah, you true, didn't see a whole true. lot anyways. There weren't headlines, you know, of it everywhere. I think so. maybe because I just wouldn't, didn't commit to them being, being the characters as we understood them. Right. You know, everybody can reinterpret something, uh, yeah. but they reinterpreted part of it away. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and that's, I don't. I always try to be positive, but I never understood you would change the heart of mm. uh, and why it, and I never understood why anybody would think Rob Zombie would change the heart of it. He's an yeah. artist. Yeah. If you watch, if you mm. watch, the, you know the Dracula video. Like, he, is he? He's not. He's not kicking the car. He's driving in it. Like yeah. he's so excited. Like you know what I mean? And it's not. You know, we know that he's in the monster's Point. The point is. Um, 
you know, he, he just loves it. Just loves it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I was actually going to ask, I was going to ask, you know, how did you prepare to be grandpa for the new monster movie? But it seems like you've been preparing your whole life. So yeah. from 11 to 58. <laughs> yeah. So rarely does an actor have 47 years to create a character. Uh, but, you know, I did. That, uh, that pumpkin behind you. That's Thank you for amazing. asking. People can find like, Ian's pumpkin carving on uh, on uh, what is that called? Instagram. Uh, in Ian's pumpkin carving. He's Ian's yeah. actually a friend of mine. He lives in Pennsylvania, where I'm from. So I not only get his great pumpkins, but I get to hang out with him sometimes when I'm home. Great, great guy. Uh, other other monsters merchandise that's you know kind of fan made but fun. Uh, mm. People can find uh, if mm -hmm. they go to uh, I think it's Brent's Toys for Sale on. Uh, Facebook uh, rents balls. Uh, these okay. are, you know, these are very rare because there can't be a lot of them because everybody's working on their, like, you know, crazy or people get crazy. Yeah. Um, I do have these in conventions for a while until, uh, and there's other surprises coming. So a lot of fun stuff. And if That's people, cool. I wish I had them here. I don't have them yet. We actually did, uh, it handy here. Hold on. They did a doll of this guy, um, Halloween two, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and they did. I played a devil in Rob Zombie's uh, uh, teenage rock god video. There's a doll of the devil. They're all available, and they're fun, fun dolls. And as a collector myself, you know, like Mike, you are to you mm -hmm. to a point. You know, I like having yeah. action figures. Yeah. Um, I just, it's so interesting. I noticed, uh, here, you guys talk amongst yourself. Okay. Uh, I see that I have to, I have to plug myself in. I'll be <laughs> right back. Don't go All away. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoying, uh, Mr. Roebuck here. It's, uh, pretty cool to hear a lot of these stories, especially the fact that he got to talk and, uh, you know, work with Fred and Alice or Al, not Alice. <laughs> Alice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you coming from the film mm -hmm. industry, I, it's got to be. I, you, you probably see mm -hmm. some some of the stuff that you know, yeah, stuff yeah. behind the scenes and things. Definitely. That's oh yeah. That's so <laughs> What's going on there? You guys are doing your little podcast. <laughs> That's an awesome skull. Is that, uh, how heavy is that? Uh, it's, uh, well, it's foam filled. Uh, foam filled, okay. Uh, I'm also going to do, I found photos of, of my brother-in-law sculpted this. So, and he sculpted that Herman I showed you earlier. So my brother-in-law is a, very successful director of photography and a gaffer. He did all the Chris Nolan movies, all the Batman movies, nice. and everything. Uh, but when he moved to Hollywood, he was a sculptor and a, you know, he thought about becoming a makeup man. So I would, I, I started, like I started sculpting this one and then he felt bad for me uh, and he <laughs> finished it. And then he, he did that one of Al. And when we showed that to Al, Al said, Oh, this is my life cast. And mm. uh, you know, element. <laughs> Or he made it. 
Anyway, uh, look, also, people should follow me online, Mr. Daniel Roebuck, I think, on Facebook or on oh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to have some Here Come the Munsters mm-hmm. magic up soon, and then I'll put up some pictures of Al with that with that sculpture. It, the head wasn't done yet. And it yeah. was great, too, because we had um, – uh, we 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 sat down with Mike Westmore while we did. Corey did, and Mike uh, actually gave Corey like very specific. This was these masks are 25, 30 years old, thirty years probably. Very specific tips about how they had to be painted and and to replicate those guys mm. their makeup. So, okay, that's pretty cool. So, uh. Will there be like 10 minutes of the film where uh, you're wearing a uh, fake nose? Or... <laughs> that was a strange choice in the beginning of the oh, series. Oh, yeah, that, right. He had to, you know, I mean, there it is. Like, yeah. you know, even, there's, there's even something funny where there, there people go off and off about the makeup. The mm-hmm. makeup evolved throughout the show. They, they oh, yeah. even in the reality yeah. of the show, weren't like, well, we can't take that nose off now because they've established it. You know, at some point, Al was probably like, I don't need the nose. So they took the nose off. I'm not wearing it. And the nose, by the way, adds 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. of your makeup time. Like, the nose, oh, you don't I can just imagine. Go the nose. It's got to be, you know, blended. And back then, those pieces probably think foam rubber. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, the makeup is, you know, my makeup's consistent, I think, too. I had two beautiful women named Rita fly it every day. But, you know, because we're in this COVID world, mm. ask, and then they wear these space helmets, you know, and ending edges with space helmets. And I think, why? Why? <laughs> but we had to keep everyone safe. Uh, yeah. Which is an ongoing. Yeah. I actually I saw um, a thing where you were making your movie Hail Mary during COVID, and like you you like said that you guys had zero cases on set, which is actually really good because it's hard to get zero on a set. Like we had zero cases in both. We made uh, Lucky Louie as well. Yeah. I'd invite people to go to channelofpeace.org. Maybe you guys will put that please in yep. in description. Channelofpeace.org. We made uh, two two movies. <laughs> At the height of and had suffered no cases uh, at all mm. in two movies. And then I'm confused. How does Batman, you know, they're making Batman and Rob Pattinson gets COVID. And you think, <laughs> how did he get COVID? How, is, yeah. how have you not protected Batman? The, the main um, star of your movie. <laughs> but again, God is good. You know, these movies, uh, when I make my own movies, you know, we do them on a very tight budget. Uh, uh, we don't mm. make them in two weeks. We make them, you know, in a normal schedule for a movie like that. But we we wouldn't have any time to close down. And like on Hail Mary, we, we had 25 young men who were our football players. And if one of them got it, you know, for all the time, it would have just been, would have been horrible. Yeah. But that's a lot mm-hmm. to tolerate, you know, hoping and praying and waiting for that. But, you know, one day, just uh, on a side note, um, we're, we're picking up some shots from one of the young men who's one of the boys in the movie that uh, is one of the young stars in the movie. <clears throat> he goes, boy, you must really have an in with Jesus. You know, we had no weather problems the entire movie. 
I said, well, you know, I did name it after his mother. So um, <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, we had one yeah. day. You're, if you're, you're a locate, you're a, you know, a, a movie guy. Mm-hmm. One scene called for rain. I swear to you on put a Bible shooting and it starts raining. And I said, let's shoot that scene right now. And <laughs> we shot the scene. And, you know, it was like, you know, we got our angles cut. Oof, the rain stopped. Like nice. it stopped. <laughs> it what saves on the water effects and everything like that. Yeah. So, well, and, and we were ready, you know, we were going to yeah. hose it like you do, but, yeah. you know, proved unnecessary. That's awesome. We should see awesome. the first movie I made, Getting Grace. Um, I co-wrote that with Jeff Lewis and directed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it's you know, on Amazon Prime or, you know, Apple TV or whatever. But there's a whole sequence that, that of that story that takes place in, in rain. And there's a huge scene, like, an, you know, a big scene where the girls in the rain, you know, screaming, you know, it's a big movie scene. Mm-hmm. And one of the Q&A, someone said, did it just rain that day? Or, you know, <laughs> no, I, you know. We we plan well in advance, uh, yeah. for, but uh, anyway, that's are, cool. this is what I do. So I make these movies that I make are um, let's say a modern version of the Munsters or uh, or the Andy Griffith Show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're they have a component of faith uh, because I I think that is important. I think it's important, but they're not they're not like you know they don't yeah. you know. The, the Munsters made very good points about, I mean, people keep running, you know, that whole thing about Herman saying it doesn't matter if you're, yeah. you know, you're tall or short or big or green or yellow or red or whatever. We actually and, play uh, that at the end of every episode of our show, just oh, so you do. people oh, hear nice. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then your, your, your readers or your listeners have seen it. So, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, it's, you could just, you don't. You have to show morality and ethics. You don't have to mm. demand it. Of that's what I do in my. But you know, whatever. I, like, yeah, I play a rotten character on Criminal Minds, or I play Guy in Rivers Edge. It doesn't really matter. I'm just an actor. But mm. making my own stuff when it comes from our not for profit, it's yeah. yeah. How is it fun? Is it really fun? Because I've made movies and stuff like short oh. films and stuff like that. Oh, with I, my I was going to say because I haven't gotten all yet. No, no, no. Uh, just little short films with my kids, actually. Um, oh. And uh, throughout college and stuff, we made a bunch of short films with the college and all that with the kids. And it was just really fun to make it with my family. I know you get to do that now with your daughter. I do. Too, I do. So. And my, and my and wife. Your wife. Yeah. And sometimes my son and uh, sometimes my son-in-law to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we it's it's joyful. As you know, it's it's joyful. And yeah. You know, my daughter, like nobody's smarter than me. I've actually, you know, they may not hire me to direct a movie uh, because of how things are, uh, um, how Hollywood is now. I'd yeah. say I, like me, isn't the first choice to direct something. Mm. You know, my daughter, I've, I've built a daughter, I've built a director who will always hire <laughs> I hope. <laughs> It's always fun to do uh, do projects with the families. Like um, I, I've worked in on several films and documentaries and stuff throughout the course of the, like the last ten years, and I've just found the best ones for me are everything I do with my kids. Like, oh, it, that's nice. 
So it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> but then it's funny when you get some other kid and you're like, look, just do it. I'm telling you, you know, you yeah. can't correct them. <laughs> you and your own daughter or yeah. son. Yeah. My, I, my I daughter, on the way to the set, the first day of Lucky Louie that we co-wrote, right? She goes, so I'm curious, you know, we both wrote it. We're both directing it. If we disagree on a thing, um, who wins? And I said, I win. <laughs> like, why are we having this discussion? One of us is an adult. One of us has directed movies before. One of us has been in 150 movies and 100 TV or 400 TV shows. So the one of us with the experience is going to decide what we're going to do. Yeah. No, that's just. I actually just realized that you were in um, a Star Trek Next Generation yes, as a I, Romulan, and I love Star Trek. So I just had my, I wish we, I, I just, uh, someone was over here. Uh, I, I'm doing a project and I needed, I need a, a fake mustache of a variety. And they were measuring me, and the girl was a huge Next Generation fan. I actually have the, my suit from Next Generation. Oh, nice. Uh, up on. And, you know, we bought it, but that was, yeah, that was a good time, but it wasn't just like being on next generation. It was like being on next generation. This block, yeah. like standing next to standing next to Leonard Nimoy for, for two weeks. Pretty great. Here's a great story. If you like Star Trek one day, we're in these cubicle trailers. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I am. Uh, Leonard Nimoy had a trailer, but he, his, his, his front door was right across from my front door. I was in there reading a book, you know, book and uh voice and i opened my door and there's deforest kelly standing there talking to leonard moy and where they shoot next generation was the same stage they shot star trek so mm. they, they built the enterprise and everything it's in the same place it was and i i, I thought uh what do i do what do i do what do i do so after a minute, I was, uh, you know, I got my book and I opened the door like, oh, oh, hi, oh, hi. And then, you know, I got to meet him. Hello, hello. And I oh, fan. do you guys mind if I sit here and read? It's so stuffy in there. No. So you think I really read? No, I, I, I listened to their entire conversation. Nice. Like you got yeah. Bones and Spock. And Spock's in makeup. Yeah. And, you know, Bones is, I guess, in makeup too, because he looks like a <laughs> bone, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I, 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 yeah, I love, uh, Star Trek and, um, actually when, uh, we got started doing, uh, the Munsters podcast, we actually talked about this over a year before we even heard about, you know, the Rob Zombie film coming out, your guys' film. So we were like extra excited to make sure that we were able to talk about that film too. And, um, so when we get to like, I think it comes out in the fall or sometime like that. They haven't announced uh, 2022 this year, year. sometime this year, when this year, no, (laughs) we suspect the fall, but this year officially. Yeah. Um, do you know how, like with, uh, like we've talked on the show before about the possible future of the monsters after this film comes out, like, if it will spark a new generation of like fans and stuff like that, do you, I guess I shouldn't say, do you know, I said, what do you think you well, would like would to hope, see? Look, the answer is, <laughs> could, would I happily step back in the grandpa? Yes. Okay. Uh, of course, you know, we don't like, let's not pretend we're negotiating. Well, right. that's actors <laughs> negotiating. Well, we'll see what the script is, whatever. I no, of course I'd be. Grandpa, yeah. 
the rest of my life. That's if that's what was necessary. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I don't I don't know what the future is. All I know is uh, if I've learned one thing, it's like to appreciate what is right here, mm-hmm. right in front of me, and this is right here and right in front mm-hmm. of me. Uh, and yeah. so I appreciate it and don't don't you know the actor's life. You really do kind of get over the you know you got to imagine I've been doing this forty years. Uh, almost 40 years in Hollywood, but probably really 50 years. When you, you know, when we start counting the circus clown, that was the first time they paid me to perform. So uh, it's a long time. Uh, so you learn that you don't always know what's next. Yeah. And, and you adopt that kind of lifestyle. Uh, when I mentor other actors, I try to say, so this is the best part of our job. You don't know what's next. The worst part of our job is you don't know what's going to save your money. <laughs> because sometimes it's you don't know what's not next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, uh, of all these uh, shows that are kind of, kind of have come back uh, recently, you know, we got Lost in Space on Netflix. <laughs> is there one that they haven't done that you would like to see? Because uh, Mike and I were talking and we were ta- thinking oh, Gillian yeah. Island would be cool they, to bring back eventually. It. I should mm-hmm. get ready. Come on, little buddy. Uh, <laughs> or no, I guess at my age, I'd be like, <laughs> love it, love it. I'd be Thurston Howell, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to, to do these things. I did a couple of TV movies. Well, I guess the first is late show, uh, moment in time in TV. But I did it in that one where I played Gary Marshall was about making of Mork and Mindy. <clears throat> and I did another one where I played the guy uh, nowhere near as uh, famous or interesting as Gary Marshall, who uh, brought uh, Three's Company to the United States. Um, so they were making these movies, and then it was back to the bat tape, the one that Jason Marston was on, mm-hmm. you know, when I went to that. Uh, so, um, this, uh, like they keep trying to bring this stuff up in some methodology or another. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, uh, I personally would like to, uh, you know, have Matlock come back and have a shot to be the guy solving crime, you know, well, yeah. but they'll bring, they'll, they'll like Matlock starring George Clooney. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So Gilligan's Island, that sounds like it'd be fun. Yeah. Wasn't the Brady Bunch movie great? How they did that, you know, with all this, that, you know, mm. um, no, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we we actually, this is a good idea, but nothing comes to mind. Yeah. We actually talked about the uh, Brady Bunch, the, the two movies that went together and how it was cool because they did it in like a current situation, but the family was still living like in the show reality almost. So it was like, can't be to a point where everyone got in was in on the joke basically except for the family so for the family yeah Yeah. i kind of remember that but it was you know that was all about that wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for the performer right and it was a good director same lady director late ship uh director yeah i think those movies even tied in the gilligan's island too i think they were like trying to say yeah they did because it was uh that was her her original husband went away for a three oh, hours yeah, well, yeah. Sherwood Schwartz created both shows. So uh, that's a good inside joke. It's <laughs> awesome. In in the uh in the in the movie about the making of 
for each company. <clears throat> I I found out my guy had worked on the Munsters <clears throat> at one point earlier in his career. I was playing, and we did a wonder. We you know what a wonder means? It means there's no cover. Yeah, about we did a wonder where uh, I'm kind of telling uh, the guy who played Mr. Roper why he's not coming back to the show. But I was like eating you're at a craft service table. And I was like, uh, you know, something like this happened on the Munsters. And the producer goes, who told you you could say so bad? They didn't clear it. They didn't clear the information. And there was no way to cut it out of the shot. But, you know, I, I had worked for him before and I've worked with him, of course, since. Uh, but he was just like, are you crazy? You know you can't do stuff. It, it went by so fast. I don't think anybody ever. <clears throat> that's awesome we we love ref, uh monsters uh-huh. references throughout anything like george we talked about george lopez did an awesome sketch yeah, for it was it. a great little it really yeah cool. and and of course uh um uh, the shock jock uh howard stern big fan mm-hmm. of the monsters um big fan of it, so he's always doing it um yeah i mean the monsters have been parodied and whatnot and that's mm-hmm. that just says a lot about the, mm-hmm. the quality of the uh of the show that and i i yeah. think this about like there's no denying that the the main cast of the main actors was the perfect group of people in a in lightning in a bottle situation <clears throat> because all, all these other iterations exist i i i credit i've got a big you can't see a uh, wax figure of roddy mcdowell here in mm. Planet of the apes and Ooh. if it wasn't for roddy mcdowell like kim hunter was great they're all great but Roddy McDowell was the consistent voice of four of those five movies. Mm-hmm. And if Roddy McDowell wasn't so great in Planet of the Apes, it wouldn't have been all those movies, I feel. And it wouldn't be the other, the new four movies of Planet of the Apes that are out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for that actor, these wouldn't exist because this thing would have been forgotten at some point. You know, Boston Space the same way. Great, great group of actors. That that movie, remember they made a movie and the movie was a little yeah, yeah. that was hard to watch. I remember it took a couple tries to get through, but they were all the greatest actors in the world. But it, then that just... new that newer one that uh Kevin Burns executive produced mm-hmm. that Netflix one was out of this world. Well, I guess that but it was terrific. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting though because it's like they took the original series and then the the Matt LeBlanc is what I call it uh, movie <laughs> and like mixed it together to, uh, and you got like what we have like at least with the technology and stuff like yeah. that in the new series. So and then they they cool. did something you know ingeniously switching Doctor Smith to a woman, mm-hmm. um, you know. That, the way that, they did it too mm-hmm. was really really good for storytelling. So you know which was uh, awesome because I, I don't know oh. if you guys have both seen it all the way or not. Have I have seen- not seen it all the way from me, okay. but I did like, I did, I did like it and I thought it would look gorgeous. Okay. I, that was a great thing about knowing Kevin Burns. Like, you know, I, I'd see that go to his house yeah. on a Saturday morning and we'd have our bowls of cereal and I would bring cereal. He hated fruit and cereal. So, you know, it had to be like Captain Crunch or something specific. Mm-hmm. And we'd eat cereal and we'd eat Pop-Tarts. We'd watch whatever he made or he'd find, you know, like Fred Gwynn on the Danny Kaye show or Fred Gwynn on something. Or, you know, we'd see stuff that no one had ever seen. Kevin was such a 
he was so good at finding stuff so many years ago. The very first time I saw the color footage from the color 16 millimeter footage from the uh, son of Frankenstein, like that has made its way around the internet for 30 years was on my wall. He came over and he goes, <laughs> he brought the projector, he brought the film, he goes, shut up and sit down. <laughs> and like, we saw it before it was anywhere because he got it from Sarah, I guess. And we were like, <laughs> he could find, he could find, you know, that's the monsters at Marine land. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's the yeah. one who unearthed that. Mm -hmm. It exists. Oh, now. Nice. He's, he searched oh. for it for a long time. Yeah, it's Everybody's getting harder. Guy. It's getting harder and harder to find it. Like even the monsters today to find that right now is so hard. Yeah, so. I, I think that it, yeah. it might. You know, Universal might smell smell a dollar and yeah. decide to put it out as a collector. Very hard to find monsters today stuff. Mm -hmm. I did. Uh, I know. There's a there's a big following over in the uk for it and i think they're trying to uh bring oh, it back to you can't scotland there. yeah no oh, that's so funny yeah yeah well anyway, um you know again fun fun yeah. i do, have do to, they're all fun yeah I, I do have to tell you oh, yeah. uh we recently watched how my dad killed dracula oh thank you <laughs> And oh I think God, I'm making that like my one of our Halloween specials for the kids and stuff because it's awesome. Oh. Well, if you, you know, you mean mm -hmm. uh, on the, like a podcast? No, no, for my household, for oh, just uh, for just, my kids to yeah, watch with me fun. every year. Like we it's, do hocus so pocus good. and stuff. So the yeah. director of that's a great guy. You should talk to him one day on one of these things. Okay, uh, such a such a great. Such a great guy. I met him as an actor, and he when he pitched it to me, and I was like, "Well, that's you know." And then he said it was real, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I got to hang out with all the guys. There's a did you do you have do you uh, do you have uh, Doctor Shocker's Vault of Horror? I probably you know do. Yeah, yeah. The I know DVD what that is. I made that mm -hmm. has that on. It actually has the making of it on. Probably. Okay. I'll have to check my DVD. You should look then. through your stuff. Oh. If you don't have it, just let me know. But the Dr. Shocker's Vault of Horror was kind of our our uh, next step after Halloween Happy Haunting of America that we made many years ago. Oh, nice. So, you know, uh, I've been I've been I've been Is in the genre for so long as a fan and as a as a filmmaker and a creator. Yeah. I mentioned to my buddy that, you know, we had the opportunity to talk to you and he immediately told me I had to ask you uh, about working with Dennis Hopper and River's Edge. So What's if I name? don't, he'll be mad. Uh, uh, it's uh, Rick. Uh, Rick Cross. He's a, he's an author. He writes for NASA and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, real he's, good guy. so he writes for NASA. His writing is out of this world. That <laughs> joke I just made up yeah. on the spot. Rick Cross, here's the answer for you. Dennis Hopper. Rick, are you paying attention? Dennis Hopper. Was, imagine me, me, 21 years old, a set. It's me and Dennis. Like, perfect. I think Dennis was like, hey, Danny, how about we do just uh, 21 questions about apocalypse now a day so we can, you know, because I would follow him around and ask him about it. Um, but uh, he's he was terrific. 
it's it's funny to to know that uh, when Dennis Hopper walked on the set, we always thought of him. He was like Gandalf. He was like grand old man on the on the set. He was amazing, but he was mm-hmm. also five years younger than I am right now. Like on our set, and I thought he was so old. <laughs> like yeah, I want you to understand that he was fifty four, and mm-hmm. and. What a great man, great American. You know, he went through a lot in his life when he was sober, like work he did. Fantastic. Awesome. And when he was not sober, the work he did was pretty <laughs> entertaining too. Um, <laughs> you know, watch yeah. Dennis Hopper in Giant, you know, like he's the real deal. Yeah. All right. I have one last Munsters movie question because I just have to know. No. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to monopolize all your time today. We know you're oh, busy. How awesome was it to recreate the opening of Monsters season two, man? It was like, great. I, yeah, it was great, isn't it? And isn't it oh. funny that people are even complaining about that? <laughs> yeah, like they're like their acting is terrible. What are you, some kind of super genius acting guru? <laughs> are you Stanislavski reborn? What did you see from anything? On, on that. It was yeah. great. And and again, back to the attention to detail. We didn't just come through the door. We came through the exact same. The cutout was exactly yeah. the same. It was, if you watch that opening, there's a piece mm-hmm. of wood in one thing, and then it's not there in the next shot. That was put in and removed. Um, mm. I mean, you know, I, it was great. We loved doing it. You could see it. We did it very late one night. Um, and, and it was chilly. I mean, you can see our breath because uh, it wasn't on the soundstage. Like it was mm. shot, you know, uh, for real. It was, you know, on our locations. Yeah. Reproduction of the monthly. So, um, and, and, you know, you know, of course we watched it. I don't know. I don't, I just don't understand. If we didn't do that, people would say, who do they think they are to not do it? And we did do it. And people say, who do they think they are to do it? And I think yeah. they're the same people. Like, I think that, I think that their malice uh, is, yeah. is it just uh, comes out, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure Rob, Rob's been, you know, he's been dealing with this with his years. It's a little shocking to me. Uh, yeah. the, the malice, with which people, Actually, I had a discussion with someone on Twitter about this because people just seem to complain, complain, complain. And I'm like, most of the people that seem to complain don't actually seem like they're Munsters fans. They're just like those generic people that always complain about every product. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. And, you know, if we haven't evolved as a society (laughs) where we don't burn the book before we read it, Mm -hmm. don't know say about us know how much longer we're going to have if you see the movie and you don't like it you never have to see it again you just watch the monsters you'll come and you'll say this was terrible now it's going to be terrible it's made by a great artist uh and by a group of actors who would do anything to please the material that's our job my job is to please the director and please the material and to create a thing Mm. from from a perspective that I was asked to bring to it. I was not randomly cast in the monsters. You know, we were cast years before it was made, years. So like I had a lot of time to think about it. So I think I did a 
good job of what I think my grand my grandpa is different because I'm not Al Lewis. Yeah. And by the way, I bring mm-hmm. 40 years of experience to the role. And Al, you know, brought he didn't have 40 years. You're still perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've, you know, if if I can't time a joke as well as Al Lewis after 40 years, I'm an idiot. Uh, and maybe we'll say you are you can never do it. I think people also forget too, like Al and Fred worked on uh was it car fifty four or whatever yeah, beforehand. They were, so they had the chemistry too. And, yeah, they were friends. And, well. and Jeff and I have known each other for many years Yeah. Uh, but look, you build the show's chemistry. You watch the first nine episodes of the Andy Griffith show. Uh it, 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 you know mm-hmm. Andy Griffith says literally it wasn't until about the ninth or tenth episode. <laughs> I realized I was the straight man. And that's, you know, so it yeah. took him where he's like, well, cousin, well, I tell you, cousin Barney, let's go see. Like, uh, you know, there's no uh you got you gotta find your you gotta find your feet, find your voice. And uh, you know, if if we ended if who knows, like you just get better with with time and the mm-hmm. more you live inside the character, the better you get. You know, so if we have uh, another opportunity to live inside it, let's see. I think it'll even be more fun. But uh, I can tell you, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, a, a, it's going to be a movie for now. Like, you know. Yeah. The other thing, people. I guess. I this. Maybe this is a good closer. But I'm a nostalgist. I made that term up. If any of you try to use it, I'll sue you. I'll sue you. <laughs> to take you down, buddy. We're going to put on um, a shirt now. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting on a shirt. I'm going to stop this. But, um, but I live in a modern world. And that's why the iterations of the Munsters has changed, because they're in a modern world. Anybody who saw the Munsters Scary Christmas, you know, I'm again, I always try to be positive. But there is innuendo in there. He's got it on the shelf. That uh, is a little out of, it's modern. You know, there's like the elves are kind of horny out of house to say it or whatever. It's a little weird to me mm. um, and not, you know, not, but the, the world's changing. So you aren't going to have, you know, people like it says in now in living color. And everyone said, you know, I want the black and white monsters. Well, have you watched the movies? You know, you're trying to make a movie for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, studios gonna let me make a black and white movie, like a whole black and white movie. You know, unless unless Willem Dafoe's in it, they're not gonna let you do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Young Frankenstein was in black and white in 1974. It was in black and white. We haven't had a black and white monsters content though since their first movie. So it's yeah. So like, since the first show, not even their first movie, no, even that yeah, their yeah. first movie was in color. Yeah, that was in, because yeah, even in, in 1965, too. someone said, "Oh, it's going to be in color." Or the kids aren't going to go see it. Yeah, it was one thing to see something on your TV. Again, I want to explain. People forget this kind of thing. It's black and white. They, why the the people say it was makeup? This that. There's a lot of theories. Well, the makeup. May have had a modicum to do with it. It was cheaper. That's probably what the biggest thing was. Uh, it wasn't like they, somebody said it'll be more like Universal Monster movies if it's black and white. I promise you, all the decisions were made over money. Okay. <clears throat> but in 1964, most people had black and white televisions. Mm-hmm. So 
They did not have colored most people, mm-hmm. like most people. So what was they? They made it black and white because in 1964 it didn't matter. When it went to the movie theater, most people went to see color movies, so they made a color movie. Yeah, let's just that's uh, just how it is. Anyway, let's talk about positive stuff. Here's what's great. Yeah, man. You guys are fans, and anybody watching this is a fan. Rest assured, the people making the Monsters movie are fans. I don't need to be an apologist. I should be a celebrator. I, I'm I'm a little put off that I I have to like speak to these things because they're unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, if if you don't like the movie, don't say it. Uh, you know, and you're by the way, it's going to be your opinion, and the guy next to you might love it. So you don't even have to go online and tell us your opinion, as nobody cares. You know, just uh, if you don't like it, go go see whatever you want to see. Go see Jurassic Park nine. I don't care. But uh, you know, what we're doing, we're doing to the best of our ability. I shouldn't have to say that. I should yeah. not. People should know. Nobody makes something bad on. Yeah, I. I, I... I do want to point out one thing that you had said on like a Facebook live, I believe it was not long ago that uh, quote unquote, Mr. Zombie, because you like to call him Mr. Zombie um, is creating like he likes that. too. Well, then I'll start calling him that. Uh, But he's creating things that are original that we haven't really seen before. And yet people are always criticizing everything he does. It's like, well, you guys are always criticizing. We don't have originality yet. You then criticize everything that's original. So that's the one thing I've always looked at with like yeah. directors, like uh, Mr. Zombie or, you know, any of the other art house directors that people want to call them. It's like, you guys don't want the originality because you're not actually seeking it out. You're just watching the next Marvel movie or, you know, whatever's coming out to yeah. in, as a blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, you know, those movies may not be for me, but I, even I could appreciate how creative the guy is. Like, go, I, I'm ecstatic when people can enjoy things, even when I, I will, can't. I mean, this is and, art. We're talking about art. More oh, power. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> I was just, just basically that, you know, yeah, it's, it's all, all subjective. subjective. <laughs> I mean, so it's again, Odd that I'm having these conversations. I've never had these conversations about any movie I've ever been in before it came out. Any yeah. other thing I've ever been in, and I've been in a lot of movies. People see the movie and then they have an opinion. This one, yeah. this one garners opinions. I, you know, the, he put out like this brilliant poster today. I haven't even looked. I'm sure there's 900 <laughs> comments about why the poster's bad, and the poster's great. Yeah. People are just gonna be like, oh, it's too green, it's too colorful, it's too blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's always gonna be something, somebody like I, I've learned from a long time of watching, especially critics and crap on YouTube. Just I don't even pay attention to what half the people say anymore. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing reaction videos to their reaction videos. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but, you know, they say just dumb stuff. That sounds like something Ryan Reynolds would do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just seems yeah. like it's so it's so silly. Um, <laughs> I saw, I think it was Ryan yeah. Reynolds. You know, I follow online um, um, Hugh Jackman. Very great mm-hmm. entertainer. I was very, 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 God is good because I was at the very first performance of Music Man on Broadway, which was postponed like 700 times. 
Uh, and then I ended up being adjacent to Manhattan. And then my friend, Liz Island, you know, went there so often, they felt pity on her. They gave her the last two tickets. And so I was there. And so I like him. So I follow him because I think he's a terrific entertainer. I think he's a very good human being. And I guess, I think it was Ryan Reynolds came to see the, the play. And it was, a, he gave him a picture of Ryan Ryan Reynolds and stuff like doing some dance moves. <laughs> and good luck with your little play. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds must be very funny. Good luck with your little play. Yeah. They, those two are always funny watching them do their back and forths. It's always funny. Mm, yeah, they are yeah. this great. Oh, yeah. So I have one last thing to bring up. But, well, not bring up, but just to say, because I thought it was smart from a thing that I saw you did. It was like a video. I believe it was on your guys's website. Um, discuss discussing what the production company does and everything like that. Oh, and you said, was that a channel's piece? You mean? General yeah, piece. yeah. 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 And you yes. said only an idiot or a snob think the best <laughs> actors are in Hollywood. And I agree 100% with that. Cause Oh, just yeah, seeing you, the talent that you bring in from for your films, because you guys say that you guys take a lot of local talent and stuff. And it's really cool to see that you give the opportunity like that, too, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean, I bring in ringers because I'm not an idiot. But again, mm-hmm. look, here's a, I work with the same people all the time. Why? Because I don't have to explain things. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie doesn't have to explain things to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there's a shorthand. That's why I, I, directors work with the same actors. But mm. yeah, I when people see, if you go see Getting Grace, go find Getting Grace. I literally took the star of the movie out of high school, out mm. of my high school, as a matter of fact, Bethlehem Catholic. I took her out of high school and I put her as a star of a movie and she's amazing. And then she went to college. And then four years later, I she literally came home from college. And the next day, she was starring in another movie. Like, uh, <laughs> Because she's terrific. And I, you know, I've discovered her and I found her and she's That's amazing. Awesome. And in the this new one, the Hail Mary, I have all these marvelous young men and, and, and young women who are terrific, terrific actors. Yeah. That would never have had the chance. Like I had to go to Hollywood to figure out how to do it. But uh, like these kids are so well, they're, they do so well that, you know, I'm like, you should come to Hollywood. Try to do it here, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for that. I think yeah. that. I think uh, it's a great purpose for myself and my wife, my daughter, my my family, the people who do this with me. I think it gives us great joy to give opportunity um, free of any kind of, uh, um, I don't know, like I, I just let someone come in the room uh, as a director and entertain me. I don't have to think about mm. if they entertain me, they entertain me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I just want to say I, I really, yeah. as an indie guy myself, I really appreciate you giving back like that and giving oh, opportunities you. and stuff. Because I even heard like, you know, people get to actually learn on your set, whereas like I've been on bigger Hollywood sets and it's just like you try and learn anything outside of your area. They're just like, no, like we're not doing that today. <laughs> oh, no, we take interns and we move them around on purpose. And, yeah. and by the way, sometimes sometimes they they find they have an affinity for something they didn't know they would have an affinity for Mm -hmm. act amazing. And sometimes, you know, when that happens, then moving them again, the, like the camera crew will be like, you know, my DP will go, I need him. I need him. You can't take him. I need him (laughs) because he realizes the kid, you know, snaps into male, female, whatever. They get it. So you want them next to you. 
Oh yeah, we've. I, I'm so proud. One of the guys who worked on our first movie just graduated from the American Film Institute. Like that's that's the top. Like he went from our movie worked under Corey Garriak, who was the DP of that. My brother-in-law who sculpted that, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, you know, like this guy will be working in Hollywood for the rest of his life. And 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 yeah. maybe we showed him. I think he's the guy. Here's my last story. So I called him and I said, you know, I go, I think it was Ryan. He goes, <clears throat> I say, I now I understand you want to work on the movie. And, uh, you know, you went to my, you went to my high school. I said, I'd love to have you. He said, well, I'm, you know, I work here at, at the, the Denny's Perkins, whatever the heck it was. Denny's Perkins. Let's say Denny's. I work at <laughs> Denny's. And I don't think I can get off. And I said, you can't get off your job at Denny's to work on my movie. He goes, no, I don't think I could. <laughs> I said, you have a, a, you have a piece of paper or something, Andy. He goes, uh, hold on. Yeah. Do you have a pen? Make sure it's one that works. Got to have one that works. Because here it is. Yeah. I go, okay, write this down. Write this. Are you ready? And he goes, yes. Yes, Mr. Robert. I go right down. I, 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 quit. Good. Okay. Get into Denny's and hand that to them and then come to my move. <laughs> I think that's what he did. That's like, awesome. You know, like, uh, you're going to like work in Denny's when you're on a movie? <laughs> I love please don't write letters. I love Denny's. I love the food. We're talking yeah. about a young person who had an opportunity that was going to come along one time in his life. Yeah. And without that opportunity, he might not get to the next step. And that's the key to it. Life is about recognizing the opportunities God puts in front of you mm-hmm. and 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 using them to move forward. He does that. He does not give you instant fame. Anybody who yeah. seems instantly famous is not instantly famous. They did something. They did something. Does everybody deserve the fame they get? No. Everybody deserves a chance to not ruin their life. So they're given that we don't judge what anybody mm-hmm. else gets. We only think about our own path and do what we feel is right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. And I love that yeah. that sentiment, like that message that you send and everything like that. Like I've taught told people, I was like, look at James Gunn. He started that trauma writing crappy scripts for you know lloyd and he's like now a big marvel guy and dc guy and yeah, everything so the russo brothers started the like Russos. the Russo. you ever see the russo brothers movie chuck and buck yeah <laughs> like it's so weird and hard to watch you can see that they were great filmmakers because yeah. they had courage to make such a weird oh i'm getting good it's the weirdest story. <laughs> Chuck and Buck, look it up. I think it was the first movie technically made on digital media that got a national release. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would have been like late mid 90s, late 90s, like awesome. before Star Wars thing, maybe. All right. Cool, well, oh, this has been a blast. <laughs> We're so happy. You know, you can come well, I'm out sorry here and if talk I to us. everyone's ear off, but uh, thank no. you. Thank you for being no, friends with the much. I have a very busy day. I've got to play with my. He's an action figure, he's not a toy. You, you got to tell Universal to get on making you guys action figures to be like widespread everywhere. Yes, I believe I believe good things mm-hmm. are going to happen with with that. Um, yeah, I look forward to any announcement they make of what's coming out. Uh, yeah, on pins and needles, and as a toy collector, I don't I don't know my toy room, and I think. that's how i was last night i was like i don't know where to put this next doll or toy or figure anything i'm like i'm lost 
Yeah, well, you know what you do? You say to your kids, remember I said you can't play with these? You can play with this one. Yeah. You take one that you don't like and you move everything over, and then you put the Dan Roebuck toy right there. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Right. God, God bless go, everybody. Mike. Thank you for your interest in my stories, and uh, it, thank you for uh, supporting this movie, which I know is going to entertain so many yep. people. Yes, thank you very much. And, and be be sure to go check out uh, channelapeace.org and see the other projects that uh, Dan, Daniel's Danny working on. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I've uh, lost for what to say. Yeah, I'll, make sure, been so fun. I'll make sure to put I, all your links I, and stuff in our descriptions and everywhere we post this too. And I'll mm-hmm. be around. I'm going to be at uh, Days of the Dead uh, in uh, two weeks, I think, uh, Midsummer yeah. Scream here in LA uh, the next weekend. And I'll be at uh, many conventions over the the next few months so please come visit me and say hello say you saw me here on this show and awesome. uh, that'll make me happy awesome well thank you very much and, and Davis yeah. thank you. Uh, well I was going to say we, we'd love to hear from you again at when uh, the movie comes out and you that can talk a bit more you're about welcome it. to find me yes perfect awesome thank right, you thanks, guys. awesome All All right, have a good one bye 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 Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. That was awesome, dude. Like, uh, I, I enjoyed discussing that with him. It, everything. Yeah, that was so, so much um, fun. I don't know much else to say to everybody out there right now because, I mean, we've said a lot of it. <laughs> I don't know how well my audio is going to turn out for this episode, uh, seeing that it crashed the first yeah. uh, five minutes of the interview. So I apologize, everybody. but. Um, Tivis, do you got any words to say about what you thought about what he said and everything since we're here? Uh, you know, he hit on a lot of good points that we've been saying, you know, give the movie a chance, you know, stop, you know, it's okay to be a little cautious. I know we all have things that we really love and don't want to see changed, but sometimes that change can be for the better. You know, change is scary, but Sometimes yeah, it's yeah, definitely. And, and, um, definitely do check out his other works. Cause this guy, everything I've, I brought up, you know, outside of the monsters, I know I really wasn't talking a whole lot. Of course, we're not really supposed to talk, but, um, I wasn't like asking as much about the monster stuff. Cause I left that to Tivis as I did more of the outside film stuff. Um, if you guys want to know more about this, definitely check out the links in our description. Um, follow Mr. Roebuck on Facebook and Instagram. I don't believe he said he's on Twitter, but if he is, you can go and find him on Twitter as well. At Dan Roebuck. He has a Twitter, yeah, but he so, hasn't used it in um, years. But follow it anyways. Maybe that'll get him to uh, start using it more. Who knows? Uh, yeah, just check out his content, man. And check out his uh, other movies. Again, I'm going to try and put all those links in the description as well to each individual movie. Uh, that's released anyways. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe he said they're on Amazon. So, yeah. Uh, Tivis, any last words before we get out of here, man? Uh, this is possibly the most fun I've ever had recording the show. Awesome. I will be honest. All right. I love the show and you're an awesome guy, but just listening to those stories, yeah, that was definitely, so much fun. Man. I, I agree. I agree. I hopefully we can get some more guests on. And like we said, uh, everybody, if you guys know anybody who has worked on any monsters content, yes. let us know. 
I, I need to know if that fire was real or Butch. not. This is, I'm not going to let <laughs> this go. To ask Butch or Pat. Well, I don't know if Pat was on the set then, but. I don't think Butch was either, <laughs> but just anyone. So, uh, yes, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in and definitely go check out Mr. Roebuck and check out the Munsters, uh, Rob Zombie's The Munsters when it comes to theaters, uh, hopefully in the fall. Uh, with that said, guys, uh, we will catch you next time as we take another stroll down 1313 Mockingbird Lane. The lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly or handsome like your father. Or you can be black or yellow or white. It doesn't matter. What does matter is the size of your heart and the strength of your character.